I wanted to devote this week to a question that I get quite a lot and I totally understand why I get it because it's something that I always want to know from the people that I watch in business or who have you know kids that they're trying to take care of or obligations or goals that they're working toward and that is how do you do it? Um, Specifically, how do you do it in terms of health? Welcome to the Rise Podcast. I'm Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi-million dollar media company with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. Each week, we'll be sharing tangible, direct advice or inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life. Over the last several years, my schedule and my business has just increased and exploded, and I've become really interested to the point of obsessing a little bit over how professional athletes specifically, how do they take care of their bodies? What are the things that they do to operate at the highest level physically? It doesn't matter what your business is, or maybe you're in college and you're trying to finish exams, or maybe you're a stay-at-home mama and you're trying to keep up with two toddlers. You can plan all day. You can have um, the calendars and the schedules. All of those things are great in terms of intention, but if you don't have the health to support the vision, your chances of getting there are so much harder. That's something I've really understood over the last five years is that the healthiest I am, the healthier I am, the more likely I am to be able to perform at the level I'd like to. And I wanna emphasize, as I always do, that to me, being in great health, being in exceptional health, is not about the way you look. It's not about the size of jeans that you wear. Being in exceptional health is about how you feel. Do you have the energy to keep up with the vision you have for your life? Does your body hurt? Are you achy? Are you having trouble sleeping? Are you sleeping too much? These things all play into whether or not you're going to have the energy to perform at the level that you want to tomorrow. So I thought I would take you through my reality. What do I actually eat? What do I actually drink? What are the supplements that I take? How much sleep am I getting to operate at this level? Um, And just to give you a little bit of an idea, I currently am traveling at least once a week, if not more, uh, which means I'm on airplanes all the time. And when I get to wherever I'm going, it is to do a speech. I'm a motivational speaker and I have the blessing of getting to travel all over the world and speak to different groups about how to live a better life, how to be more motivated, how to feel stronger. And so that means that not only am I traveling sometimes three or four or five hours to get to this place that I'm going, but when I land, I've got to be on. I've got to be operating at my highest level. I've got to have that energy because I don't know if you've ever seen that. If you've ever gone to a conference, if your speaker doesn't have energy and life and joy inside of them, you're falling asleep. So it's not only do I need to have the energy to travel, but it's I need to have the energy to perform once I land. So this is what it looks like, traveling constantly when I get back home. I have four little people who are counting on me to be mom. I'm really mindful of the fact that 
the kids deserve me at my best. And so if I choose to do work at this level, I have to find a way to be able to show up for them as their mama, to be able to show up for Dave as his wife, as much as I am showing up for fans and the people that I get to talk to. So tons of travel, tons of um, tons of mom life, you know, going to that soccer game or uh, taking them to the birthday party or just having the energy to play with them. And then when I'm in the office, when I am home in Austin, it's doing photo shoots and video shoots and leading the team and wanting to do that well. So all of that requires a lot. And if I had not gotten really strict with myself about how well I was going to take care of me, if I hadn't done that a year ago, I would not, I don't even know where I'd be, but it definitely wouldn't be still going. I would have crashed and burned a long time ago. In fact, over the last year, one of the things that I am most proud of in myself is not even something that anyone would understand. I am most proud of the fact that I didn't rely on past behaviors or past coping mechanisms to get through the chaos of my current life. You know, 10 years ago, I might have been able to try and keep up with this, but I would have done it by having just massive amounts of caffeine and then having too much to drink at night and then not getting enough sleep. I just would have really abused my body to get it to perform, which I think a lot of entrepreneurs do, a lot of people who are pushing towards a business goal do, a lot of college students do. It's like, well, I'll abuse my body and then I'll get to a certain place in life or my career where I don't have to do that anymore. And it's just not true. How you learn to perform is how you will keep performing. Um, I learned this as an author. I used to just get myself into such a state of caffeine and anxiety to the point that I thought that in order to be creative, I had to treat myself that way. So it's harder, certainly, to teach yourself new habits and new ways of being. But if you want to get to the next level of wherever you are, your health is going to be a major component in how you do that. I'm going going at 100 miles an hour. And here are the things that have really helped me health-wise be able to do that. The first and absolutely one of the most important is I work out seven days a week. I move my body seven days a week. And I want to really be intentional with sharing that message to you. I don't do a super hard, you know, hit workout. I don't do, you know, running 12 miles. Uh, Some days are really hard. Some days I'm strength training. Some days I'm running long miles. And some days it's, I'm going to go play out in the backyard with the kids and be intentional about making sure I'm running and playing for 30 minutes. But 30 minutes of physical activity every single day is life-saving to me. And I'll tell you why. Number one, you have to make energy. Let me say that again, because I didn't emphasize it enough. Energy is made. Energy is made. My friend Brendan always says, you know, the power plant doesn't have energy. The power plant makes energy. In the same way that you, with your body and your intentions, you're not just going to magically feel motivated. You're not just going to magically have the energy to perform. You have to make it. And to me, that looks like every single day moving, doing something physical. Not only is it incredible for keeping that energy up, 
but it's also incredible for my mental state. Y'all know, I've talked about it before, that um, anxiety is something that I have struggled with, um, used to struggle with really badly years ago. Just woke up every single day, had anxiety attacks every single day, um, truly. And I had to do a ton of work to get past that. And one of the best pieces of advice, and there's an episode of this podcast you can go back and listen to about how I learned to deal with my anxiety, but the best tip that I have for women when they ask me about how is that the stuff that you're going through, let's say it's anxiety or panic or depression or the best thing that I know of is to get in front of it, to be on offense, to do things before it gets really, really bad. Most of us who suffer with things like that, you you might always have kind of a low level or a low grade. It's really easy for that to, to bubble up. But before it gets really bad, what are the things that you are doing to ensure that that doesn't happen? And for me, that looks like working out every day. The other thing I knew coming into 2019 is that this was going to be the most physically taxing year of my life. I knew that without question. I I looked at my schedule. I looked at how much work there is to be done and how much impact I want to make. And I knew that it would be physically taxing on me. And so... For me, there's something really powerful about pushing myself physically that makes me feel mentally capable of taking things on. My word for 2019 is warrior. I'm really empowered by that word. It makes me feel strong and bold. And I think of the warriors who've come before me. I think of my Scottish heritage and and what warriors my, my ancestors were. And it makes me feel bold. But to me, warrior is, it's about the physical stamina, but it's also about the mental stamina. And those two things are just intrinsically, like they're just tied together for me. So if I can push myself, if I can say, you know what, Rach, can you do five more push-ups? Can you go up five pounds on those, on those, on those weights? Can you do something to push yourself physically? Then later in the day when there's a mental block or maybe I'm tired, maybe I'm in line. This happens to me quite a lot. Um, I have the blessing of having people stand in line and wait for me to sign their books and they're so excited and I want to be at that level. I want to be ready and prepared to hug on them and love on them and smile for the pictures. And there are times that I'm standing in line and, you know, there's 100 people there. Uh, There's 200 people there. There's 300 people there and I'm tired. And so I remind myself, hey, remember this morning when you didn't think you could run one more mile and you did? That workout is so powerful to me in a bunch of different ways. So I just want to make sure that you really take that home. If you are, are wanting some kind of result, if you're wishing you had more energy, frankly, if you're wishing you had better sleep, if you're wishing all of these things, it's going to require effort. If you talk to the highest performers in the world, the statistic is something like, oh, I'm going to say it wrong, but it's like 80 or 90% of the highest performing athletes, business people, writers, speakers work out at least six days a week, at least. So stop telling yourself that that's just something other people do. It's not something other people do. There's a reason why so many people that you admire have that as part of their daily routine. 
get your workout in. The second thing that has been most powerful for me, and I want to anchor these two things. If there's two things to choose, it's working out every day and it's diet. And when I say diet, I do not mean I'm on a diet. When I say diet, I mean what is the food that you are actually consuming? For me, talked about it before, one of the most... um, One of my most favorite programs to kind of stay on is um, Kelly Levesque, who I've interviewed on this podcast, one of our most popular shows. She's my nutritionist. I met with her years ago because I had read her book called Body Love. Kelly Levesque has a plan that's super easy for me to follow. Um, And I'm all about whatever kind of diet works for you, as long as you can do it forever. That's the key. I don't believe in a diet that's going to help you lose 15 pounds before your sister's wedding. I don't believe in a diet that you're going to slim down before you go on vacation. Because you and I both know the second that you get back, or frankly, the second that you hit the pool and you order that first margarita, all the work that you did to get to that place is gone. So it's only really effective if it's sustainable. And what I love about um, Kelly's program is it's really simple. So her belief, you can go back and listen to the podcast, but I'll just tell you, um, her belief is, uh, she calls it the Fab Four diet, which is that every single meal that you eat should have four things, greens, protein, fiber, and some kind of healthy fat, like olive oil, avocado, whatever, because eating those four things helps keep you full and helps your blood sugar stay stable. For me, that's really powerful. I have, um, and this runs in my family, but I have super low blood pressure, just always super low blood pressure, and I'm anemic. It runs in my family. It means I have to be really mindful of what I'm eating and not letting my blood sugar drop too low. And if any of you understand health, then you know if someone's working out every day and they're maybe pushing themselves physically, that's going to bring your blood pressure down even lower. So ensuring that I have just a really great baseline of blood sugar that's not dropping too low is what makes it possible for me to perform at this level. So you can do that in a bunch of different ways. But for me, I love Fab Four because no matter where I go, I can come up with something. Like I can come up with, I'm going to have these greens and this protein and this little bit of fiber, and I'm put some olive oil on it, and I'm going to call it a day. It's really easy for me. If if a diet is too complex, if it takes too, I there's just I can't I can't do it. It's too hard. And I also love it because I feel like I'm still having fun, still living my life, still let myself have you know a treat at date night. I'm gonna you know have some chips and guac or do something that I really love and enjoy, and I can go right back to this way of being. Um, I also, for anyone else who has to travel as much as I do, that one's really powerful for me because no matter where I go, I can figure out something to eat. Um, but yeah, that stable blood sugar is is really important to me. You know, we have that joke like, oh, I'm feeling hangry. Like when you get so hungry that you get angry, that is not a place to get to. That is not okay for a couple of reasons. One, it means that your blood sugar has dropped really low. So now you're not taking care of yourself, number one. But number two, you and I both know if you're that hungry and someone puts chips in front of you, someone puts 
chili fries in front of you. It's like if if the only option that you've got to eat is something awful, you're going to eat it because you're starving. And you're going to tell yourself that you need to eat it because you're starving. You're like, well, this is all that's here and I'm so hungry, I've got to do it. Uh, so just not ever letting yourself get to that place because then you're going to make decisions with your food that you wish you hadn't. Another great thing I heard um, about a year ago, uh, a friend of mine said before they ate their meal, before they ate anything, they always ask themselves this prompt, will this food bless my body? Will this food bless my body? Meaning, like, am I going to eat something right now that's going to make me feel great? Or am I going to eat something right now that maybe tastes good, but is going to make me feel like garbage later? Um, you know, and there are times, by the way, yeah, this birthday cake is about to bless my body because I'm celebrating and this is fun. But I have had to give up over the years. Honestly, you guys, I've had to give up so many foods that I love. Like, I love dairy. I love it. Cheese is my favorite. Ranch dressing. Oh, buttermilk. Oh, my gosh. But, like, I love dairy. It really negatively affects my body. I see um, I get super bad breakouts when I have dairy. It hurts my digestion. It hurts my stomach. I feel um, inflammation, meaning like my back starts, like it just super negatively. So that means I don't have it anymore. Like I just don't, not even on, not even, you know, there are things that I eat like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to have a little fun right now. It's not going to be that because I just know it's going to make me feel terrible. And I guess that's the question that you have to ask yourself is like, is it worth it? Is it worth, and, and believe me, I used to be an emotional eater. So I get that sometimes we cope with food. I know there are those of you who are listening to this right now who maybe you're having a hard day or maybe you're upset or maybe you're angry, whatever. And you know, if I order the pizza or if I have you know, the Midori sour, or if I go to McDonald's, you're going to feel better in that moment. But you're sabotaging yourself. You know it and I know it. You're sabotaging yourself because the second that you're done eating that food, it's going to make you feel like literally feel awful. Not even, we're not even counting the emotional stuff where you beat yourself up because you're like, oh, I did it again. Slowing yourself down and just asking that simple question, is this going to bless my body? And honestly, maybe you're looking down at a cheeseburger and you really want that cheeseburger and that fry and you're like, is this going to bless my body? The answer is no. And so maybe it's as simple as, but if I just added a little side salad, at least I'd be getting some greens. I love this prompt because it's not about restricting what you're eating. It's just asking, is there something that I could do in this meal, in this moment, that would make it better for me, that would give my body some vitamins or some nutrients that make me feel better? So working out every day, eating for nutrition, and eating for stable blood sugar. The third thing is hydration. I'm sitting here talking to you, and I just... uh, I'm working my way through a gigantic bottle of water. Every single person that I know, literally every single one, like all the people that I admire, all the people in the personal development space, um, all of the business, like everybody that I know drinks water like it's a part-time job. That is not on accident. That is because everybody 
who wants to perform at a high level understands that hydration is key. Hydration is how things flush out of your system. Hydration is how your body is able to perform better. A lot of times, those of you, you're feeling hungry. It's actually your body is dehydrated. You don't know it, so you think that it's food that you're needing. Everybody that I know is hydrating. And just a really simple way that I do it is half your body weight. So let's say you weigh 100 pounds because that's easy math for me. 100 pounds cut in half would be 50. Turn that into ounces. So half your body weight in ounces. So 50 ounces of water every day. Whatever you weigh, divide it in half, add ounces after it. That's how much water you need to be drinking. And people ask me all the time, like, oh my gosh, doesn't that mean like you have to pee all the time? Yes, that is the point. The point is that you're flushing stuff out of your system. And if you travel as much as I do, I know like it is so annoying to be on a plane and have to get up and go to the bathroom every seven minutes, but I do. And I fight pretty hard for my fellow business travelers. Just fight pretty hard, making sure you're checking in early, making sure you're getting those tickets early so you're on the aisle. I can't sit anywhere but on the aisle because I really will annoy the absolute heck out of my peeps who are in the row with me because I have to ask them to move over and over. This is just, this is what we do. This is what we do. We're going to stay hydrated and we're going to make sure um, that we're getting all of the water we need. A real quick thing that has made a difference, I'd say in the last six months, is also understanding electrolytes. Um, there are packets that you can get that you mix into your water. There are drops that you can do. Uh, I recently read Tom Brady's book. I told you guys I'm obsessed with how athletes perform. Recently read Tom Brady's book, and he there's he does not put liquid in his body unless he puts electrolytes. Like if he's having juice, if he's having wine, like he puts electrolytes in everything. Um, I'll just tell you the two times that I for sure take them is I take them before a workout. I do electrolytes. Uh, if I go on a super long run, I'll do it before and after because I've sweat a ton. And then lastly, I always have electrolytes as soon as I get off stage. So if you've ever seen me speak on stage, you know that I'm, it's a very physical thing. I'm moving my body for an hour minimum. So as soon as I walk off stage, there's a bottle of electrolytes waiting for me to drink. I drink it down just to make sure I replenish everything that I just knocked out. Um, supplements. Supplements are something that I have really started to learn about in the last year. And supplements are interesting. It's like, um, forgive me if I describe this in a cheesy way because I'm not, I don't know the fancy like health person way to describe this. I'll just tell you how I understand them. I think of it like taking vitamins, but for the specific areas where maybe I'm feeling like I'm struggling a little bit. Um, I take a multi, I'll just like run you through what I take every day. There's so much information on Pinterest. There's so many books about this. I would really suggest that you go to someone who knows more about it than I do. <laughs> I'm probably not the person to tell you about how to take supplements. I'll just tell you what I do take. So um, I take a multi uh, in the morning and at night. And those were something that was um, prescribed to me by my nutritionist. Every single night I take omega-3. So getting that fish oil in. I take um, magnesium every single night. That helps with your digestion. I do... Um, a pre-workout, which has been a real game changer for me and getting the energy that I need to go. Um, it's usually got like beetroot powder, green tea, caffeine. It's got a couple of things that just 
sort of give you that little extra kick of energy that you're going to need to do a workout. Um, I take a couple of supplements, which I cannot remember the name of right now, but I take a couple of supplements with my lunch uh, that help me to focus. So what I used to do was have caffeine in the afternoon, but if I'm like a two-year-old, if I have caffeine in the afternoon, I can't sleep at night and sleep is everything to me. So I will take a supplement that just helps give me a little bit of energy and a better clarity of focus to make sure that I have what I need to finish out my day. And the one thing I would say about this is personally, if you are going to start taking supplements for the first time, definitely educate yourself. There's so much information on the internet, but really something to think through with a nutritionist or your doctor, because for instance, I told you guys I'm anemic and I have low blood pressure. So there's a lot of supplements out there that would maybe be great for you or would be great for Dave, but are actually super dangerous for me to take because they throw my blood pressure off or they make me really tired. There's a bunch of stuff that's supposed to give you energy and I'm one of like 5% of people who it has the opposite effect. I feel like I took a Dramamine and I'm ready to go to sleep. So supplements are not something to just like go out willy-nilly. They're something to try. You try one at a time and make sure that makes you feel good and then you add another one in. I am not the person to walk you through that but uh, it has made a big difference. And honestly, the supplements I take could fully be Dumbo's feather. You know what I mean? Remember how Dumbo thought he needed the feather to fly? The supplements could be me, you know, having really expensive pee. Have you ever heard that? Like you're taking all these supplements and all it does is like make your pee really expensive. But I don't care because um, I'm all about a placebo if it makes me feel better. Um, all right. So rest at a higher level. Now, here's something that I don't feel like enough of these high performers and athletes and bodybuilders talk about, and maybe it's because it's not something they need, but I'll tell you right now, it's something I need. I have to rest at such a higher level than someone who's not going at this pace. What that looks like for me is if I am coming home from a trip, if I'm coming home from something, like maybe you have had a really chaotic week, like you have to rest. And if you had, if I could go back in time and give this talk in front of me of eight years ago, she would have laughed at me. Because I really believe like, no, just keep pushing, keep grinding, keep hustling. Y'all, I am the biggest hustler you ever met in your life. I am working so hard. But I am resting as hard as I am working. And that is something I don't hear enough people talk about. When I go home, I'm not doing anything. I am hanging out with my babies. I am taking it physically very easy. I'm taking naps. I'm going to bed early. I am resting so much harder because maybe other people don't need this. Maybe The Rock doesn't need this. Maybe he's superhuman and he could just put those chains around his neck and do push-ups all day. But your girl, Rach, and I'm going to guess the rest of you who are human like I am, if you want to go at a higher pace, you have got to make sure that you are resting as hard as you're grinding. I, I'm for it. 
just make sure that you're replenishing the energy that you just burnt off. It's like having electrolytes after a run. You want to make sure that you put that stuff back into your body. And for me, if I was not as committed to rest as I am, oh my gosh, I think I would have had a nervous breakdown six months ago. So grind, but rest. It's very important. There's all these conversations now about self-care, like, oh, self-care Sunday. No, you guys, self-care is something we do every day. You need to take care of yourself every single day of the week. The last thing that is so important, and I think I differ in this because um, maybe just other people function differently than I do, but sleep is everything. I am asleep by 9.30 at the latest every night. If I'm up after 9.30, something's wrong. Like I got to go to bed because I'm a morning person. I wake up at 5 a.m. and I want to burst out of my bed ready to go, ready to take on the world, ready to do this work that I feel like I have the gift. Like getting to talk to you like this, getting this platform, getting to, to take the things I know and teach it to people like you, this is a gift. This is a blessing. And I need to take that responsibility seriously. And if I want to have the energy to do the things that I want to do, I've got to have the sleep. So I know it's not cool. I know it's not glamorous. Um, I don't care. I go to bed basically at the same time (laughs) as my 12-year-old. I am asleep by 9.30, and that has made all the difference. I think for those of you who want to get more sleep and you're not sure how, um, a great first step is really don't have caffeine after 12. You know, don't – whatever that looks like for you, if you – um, if you can go a little longer, then find a, that cutoff. What's that cutoff that if I have coffee or something after this time period, I'm not going to be able to sleep? It's also why I work out in the morning because workouts wake me up. So if I work out at night, I'm going to be buzzing. I'm not going to be able to calm my body down and go to sleep. I'm also a huge fan of chamomile. I know, I sound like a grandma. But having some chamomile tea or having um, one of my favorite things is that there's a pill called Calm. Calm. It, I think it's by, um, you can get it on Amazon. I think it's by Highland, is it H Y L A N D? I think. Oh man, I hope I'm saying the right thing. But I've had these for years as a little tablet. And it's basically the equivalent of a, a cup of chamomile tea, but it's in a little tablet form. I have those with me on a plane. I have, they're with me all the time. Um, But like, let's say I uh, do a big keynote and I'm buzzing and I need to calm down so I can go to sleep. I'll take the chamomile pill. Um, I don't like sleep supplements. I don't like anything. Um, Definitely there are times I've had insomnia and I've had to take, you know, like a Z-Quil or something like that. But for the most part, I don't want to take anything that I don't have to. And I like the like the cup of chamomile or the pill because um, it's a it's like an ease on down the road, just kind of ease gently into sleep. So many people are like, oh, I, you know, I had chamomile and then I laid down and I went to sleep and I don't. No, man, for those of us whose minds, if you're like me and your mind races or you get really excited, it's hard to shut your brain off. You need to think of going to sleep as like a two hour process. Two hours before you want to be asleep is when you need to start winding down. Get off technology. Stop looking at a screen. We all know the science behind how looking at a 
green actually makes your brain buzz and wake up. Like read a book, chill out, take a bath, have some chamomile, like start setting yourself up for where you want to be two hours from now. If you're like me and it takes you a long time to fall asleep. Um, But I will start that process at seven so that by nine, man, I'm ready to go. Um, And that has made a really big difference for my ability to get out of bed in the morning and, and go at the level I want. I really hope that you found this helpful. I really hope that this information was um, was was good and, and useful and, and gave you the tools or gave you some ideas to think about how you're taking care of your body. If you have big dreams, man, you're going to have to have some big self-care because this body is all you've got and you get one chance to do this. Someone asked me something recently that I thought was such a powerful idea He said, you know, if you're in your 30s or if you're in your 40s, the next 10 to 15 years of your life will be the healthiest of your life. Most likely, statistically, these will be the healthiest years of your life. So stop saying that someday when the kids go to school, you're going to start taking care of yourself. Or someday when work isn't so hard, you're going to start really doing what you need to do. You got to make someday happen. You have to decide right now that this is what you're about. Health, you're going to hear me continue to talk about it so much. It's why every day when I'm doing my workout, I'm putting it on Instagram. It's why we have an entire day at both of our conferences that are devoted to health. It's why, you know, our coaching this month is all about health and how we take care of ourselves because you are not going to be who you want to be if you don't take care of who you already are. I love you guys. I know you're capable of great things. I want you to start showing up for yourself in this way. And then go ahead, put it on Instagram. Let me see what you're up to. Let me see how, how you're pushing yourself for, for some self-care this week. All right. Thanks so much for your time. If you liked today's episode, we sure would appreciate if you would share it on social and if you would subscribe to the podcast. If you subscribe, you get a notification every time I post a new episode to remind you to come listen in and get a little more motivation to do life a little bit better. Hey y'all, we should hang out on more than just this podcast which means that the next time you're on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, be sure and type Rachel Hollis into the search bar and check out all the fun things we have going on on your favorite platform.